Hi everyone, my name is Melissa, the host of the Mummy Warriors podcast. This podcast is based on topics that go on behind the world of parenting. Speaking of the unspoken, I upload an episode once a week on a Tuesday with a new topic every single week. I look forward to you tuning in. Hi and welcome back to the Mummy Warriors podcast. I'm your host Melissa and today I'm joined by Sarah Waycamp who is a mum coach and also has her own podcast called Unapologetic Motherhood. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure having you. Hi Melissa, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love your podcast and what you're doing here. It's an honor to be here. My name is Sarah Waycamp, and I am a mom coach and podcaster myself. I help moms to live unapologetically in motherhood, meaning reducing overwhelm and anxiety, not comparing ourselves to others, and just feeling super confident in what we're doing, which is really, really hard these days. But um, yeah, I have a podcast and I'm over on Instagram all the time, hanging out, helping moms. Well, thank you so much for being here today. It's always good to have other mothers in the community that help with like mom overwhelm as it's so easy to like go into that overwhelm zone because we have like 20,000 things to do in a day. What inspired you to become a mom coach? Yeah, so the greatest inspiration for me was actually uh, hitting my own rock bottoms in my life as a mom and feeling like um, after I pulled myself out of those rock bottoms that I needed to share that information that I felt like it was selfish to keep it to myself and that I, I'm a teacher at heart. I used to teach uh, second and third grade and I just felt like it was a natural segue to teach what I had learned myself as a mom. And through all my years of um, trying and failing and trying and failing, I thought maybe I could shorten that process for other moms so they didn't have to try and fail and try and fail. They could have some shortcuts. They could have some hacks. They could have some tips from the trenches that I found myself that actually worked so that they could kind of take a little shortcut and not have to hit as many uh, detours and difficult places as I did. What was one of the examples that you have of rock bottom for you in motherhood? Yeah, there's several to choose from. Um, One of them that stands out to me as still one of the moments I struggle uh, feeling shame around is when I have twin uh, 10-year-old boys and a now five-year-old boy. But when they were a lot smaller, the youngest had just turned about three months old. He was having constant ear infections. I felt like I needed to be the one to care for him all the time. So I was driving myself crazy being there for all the crying, all the doctor's appointments, all the nose wipings, while also taking care of these other two kiddos at home, trying to run my own business. And I remember I had the littlest on the changing table one day and I just yelled, Like I just yelled, I can't do this anymore. Um, And I stopped and I said, oh my gosh, I just yelled at a three month old. Like this is, this is not okay. And that felt like absolute rock bottom. I have to do something. Right. And I'm sure a lot of moms can relate to that because it's not even so much the baby itself. It's just a situation. And especially like becoming a mom is really really hard I know we spoke about this before but like yes we pray to be mums and everything but like when the shit hits the fan you're like oh my god like I didn't realize it was that hard and one of the things that I thrive myself on is like taking away the judgment 
of feeling overwhelmed, feeling like you need a break? Do you ever feel guilty taking long, like long breaks and taking time for yourself? I have in the past and I would be lying if I said I didn't still struggle with it sometimes. And those times are especially like when the kids are sick. Uh, one of my kiddos was just sick this week. And today, in fact, I told my husband, like, I have to get out of this house. I can't be here another day, mm-hmm. another full day with the sick kiddo. And I felt a little bit guilty because I thought, oh, he's sick. But what always snaps me out of it and works the best for me, and I, I think this will help other moms as well, is to think about the example and what I'm teaching my kids. And what I want to teach them is that you can trust your body to know when you need a break and you deserve to take that break. And you should give yourself permission to do that. Because as our kids get older, I want them to feel like when they're overwhelmed themselves and they need a break, that they don't have to feel guilty saying, Mm -hmm. mom, I really just need some alone time. I really don't want to go to this event. I'm feeling X, Y, Z, that they feel super confident to take that time to themselves. And so I remind myself when I'm spiraling out into guilt or feeling bad about not doing something for myself, that I'm sending them that message that, hey, it matters what other people need more than what you need yourself. And that's not what I want to teach them. Yeah. So it's okay to be selfish, basically, Mm -hmm. and take some time out. Yeah, Yeah, it's necessary. And And to trust your body too, because if you're if you're not trusting your body and listening to your body and doing what it needs to do, um, that's where the anxiety builds up. That's where the stress builds up and that ends up exploding. Mm-hmm. And I want them to know they can trust their body and trust what they're feeling. And I teach my moms this all the time. Like your body is telling you something for a reason and you can listen to that and you can trust it and it will always lead you in the right direction. Yeah, I agree with that. I know one of the points that you made was give yourself permission to do what you need not what your kids need. Would you um, elaborate more on that? Yeah. So, I mean, as we all hear, and it gets said so often, I feel like it's just such watered down, sounds like just like a soundbite of BS at this point of like, fill your own cup (laughs) and like self-care for you. And you're like, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Like that sounds neat, but how do I actually do that? Um, Right. And, you know, I go back again to, what do I want to show as an example to my kids? What do I want to show my kids about how it is to be an adult? Because these little people are only here in our houses for, you know, maybe 18 years. And so there's a very short window of showing them here's how and why you need to take care of your own needs. Um, I had an episode actually where I was stressing myself out to the point where I threw out my back and I had to have the paramedics come and um, help me out of my car. I was having a full on panic attack. Um, And so if you don't, you have to think about if you don't take these moments, if you don't do these things for yourself, they're going to end up exploding somehow, some way. And then you're not going to be able to be there for your family in the way you want. So for example, when this happened to me, it was right before we were supposed to host Thanksgiving. And it was a real slap in the face of like, oh, now I can't host Thanksgiving the way I want. Now I can't do X, Y, Z. It will catch up with you. So if you can take care of it in these little pieces along the way and prioritize your needs equally with your kids, you'll just be so much happier in the end and it won't end up being some big event that ends up taking the same amount of time as all those little pieces of time, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, completely. Because one of the things that I'm so guilty of doing, I like pack up my day and I don't take any time for myself, but I've recently started, well, I say recently, like about 
six months ago started to wake up before my son and I'll just go out um, back and just sit down and listen to the birds drink my cup of coffee and imagine the life I used to have before (laughs) 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 yes and I love that you bring that up because that's something else that I love helping my clients with is being in that receiving energy. And when you're waking up early and you're sitting out there, even just listening to the birds and feeling the sunshine, like I imagine that you're feeling the sun on your body, you're receiving, you're feeling that love, you're feeling that support. It sounds kind of like woo woo, but a lot of times I think we think self-care has to be like, I have to go do this. I have to sign up for a pottery class. I have to go get a pedicure. And it doesn't have to be that. It's more about being in an energy where you feel like you deserve receiving good things, whether that's just like a nice piece of chocolate you enjoy or lighting a beautiful candle or feeling the sun on your face. It can be that simple. It's just a matter of what kind of energy you're feeling. And rather than always feeling like we have to give feeling like we freaking deserve to receive sometimes and then being exactly. willing to do that. Yeah, exactly. Cause like we mentioned chocolate, like for me personally, I wait till eight o'clock when my son's in bed to, to, to dive <laughs> into mine. Because, yes. So I've just decided like, for me, I'm going to wait till you go to your bed and that's when I can fully enjoy my snack. 100%. Yes. Cause they want a piece. They want to ask you about it. I legitimately used to take like Hershey's bars or like really nice bars of chocolate I'd get from Whole Foods. And I would take, um, a used box of like couscous that I had already made. And I'd slide the chocolate bar in there and hide it in the pantry. So I wouldn't even have to like, listen to a conversation about, can we have that? <laughs> It doesn't have to be that cliche, go out and go to the spa or spend money. You know, being consumed and losing your identity as a mother, have you felt at any time that you've lost your identity with the label of mom, wife, cleaner, chef? (laughs) Absolutely, 100%. I mean, when my kids were born, I had the twins first. And I mean, nobody told me to prioritize myself in a meaningful way. Nobody was urging me to do that. I mean, they were paying lip service to it. Like you should have some alone time or you should have a hobby or make sure you X, Y, Z, but it didn't seem like anyone was actually doing that. And I didn't want to be the only one. Um, so I completely lost myself. And I remember one time my, um, my mom and my husband could tell that I was really struggling. And they said, Sarah, you have to leave the house. Like you have to go out and have some alone time. And I went to the target parking lot in my minivan. I parked the car and I just started bawling because I had literally no idea what I wanted to do. I couldn't remember what I liked. I couldn't remember what my dreams or my hopes or my goals were outside of anything besides potty training or getting my kids to eat their vegetables. Um, And that made me really sad because I had completely, yes, lost myself. Yeah. And I'm sure as a mom coach, that must be the, was that the most common theme with amongst moms, like losing themselves? Yeah. Moms losing themselves. And then what's usually behind that is a need for better boundaries because so much of the time um, we spend, I use the analogy of a hula hoop. I talk about hoop hoop lessons with my clients. And so if you imagine yourself standing in the middle of a hula hoop and everyone has a hula hoop around them, everyone in the world and inside your hula hoop is all your hopes and your dreams and your fears and everything about you. And as moms, we tend to spend a lot of time in everyone else's hoops. 
caretaking them. And so making sure they're okay, making sure they have what they want. And by the time at the end of the day, we get back to our own hoop, we're so exhausted that we don't have time to take care of this stuff in our own hoop. And so it just piles up and piles up and piles up. And we also struggle a lot with letting other people into our hoop. So this is when people come in and they have opinions about what we're doing, or they um, are making us feel guilty about something, or your mother-in-law is upset because you didn't come over for Easter or whatever. Um, And so I feel like it's a challenge for almost every mom that I've talked to, to be able to stand confidently in their own hoop, not run around everyone else's and to keep other people out. And once you're able to do that, and that's essentially boundaries, once you're able to have that in in place, you're able to look around your hoop and go, what do I like? Like, what do I want to do? Because you've, you've made yourself that time and that energy in order to be able to explore those things. Cause it's impossible to try to figure out what you want to do when you're freaking exhausted at the end of the day, every day, you just want to go to bed. Um, and so I find that uh, l- giving those hoop lessons, learning how to stay in your own hoop is extremely helpful in moms finding their way back to themselves and what they enjoy doing. Yeah. I mean, I, de- I love that analogy of like the hoop and I'm definitely a, one of those moms that don't like, anyone in my hoop (laughs) that's good Um, that's that's good another question that I had is what would be the best advice that you would give to bear with me sorry sorry. totally fine (laughs) (laughs) it's my house every day too yeah it's just my god (laughs) (laughs) nothing I haven't heard yeah Right. No, I love that. And I think that's why people love your show so much and relate to it so much is because they hear that and they go, oh, that sounds like my house, you know, and <laughs> not like, you're not wondering, like, how did they find that perfectly quiet moment? You know, I'm yeah. doing something wrong. Like, no, you're validating this for so many moms, which I love. Yeah, thank you so much. One of the things that um, I also want you to touch on as well is you say how self-care is BS, banishing shoots. What um, does that mean? Yeah, so this goes back to the idea of like, instead of self-care being more things that you're adding to your plate, um, it's taking things off. And so what I have my clients do is when we think about um, self-care, one of the first things we think of is a list of shoulds, all the things they feel like they should be doing. Because what we're trying to do here eventually is get to time where you get to do something like, let's say you enjoy pottery or watercoloring or whatever. And my moms always tell me, but I don't have time to do that. Great. So what we have to do is start taking some stuff off your plate. So mm-hmm. sometimes uh, like my list would include, I feel like I should volunteer at the kid's school. I feel like I should be at every baseball game. I like, on and on and on. And then, um, we go through those shoulds and we start to figure out, okay, which are one of the, which of those can we let go? Like, which of those do you not feel in your gut you need to keep? You don't enjoy it. It's old. It's a message from someone else of something you need to do. Um, this goes into a little more detail, but we source the shoulds. Like, where's that should coming from? Is it coming from the church? Is it coming yeah. from, you know, old college friends and you, you're, you're just believing it because of them. Um, And then we go through and we say, uh, do you want to keep that one? Do you want to let it go? Or are you not sure? And inevitably there's at least three or four that they can let go. And just banishing those shoulds opens up like their shoulders sit up straighter. Like they just feel so much more relaxed and Mm -hmm. confident and happy and calm. Mm -hmm. And then 
usually when you release those, you have more space, energy, and time to insert something that feels good to you. So whether that be swimming or yoga or meditation or whatever. Um, And so I like to say self-care is BS. You've got to banish some shoulds so you can get back to you and what you enjoy doing. Yeah. I, I think that's amazing. I've, I've never thought of like banishing some shoulds, to be honest with you. And there's always a root of where something comes from, you know, your view is on that. But like, I'm sure during this pandemic, a lot of mums have been reaching out. I wanted to know what your take was on in terms of obviously we've all been locked down. The spending time with the kids, like, I feel guilty in some ways because I work from home anyway I do a nine-to-five and then my son is here 24-7 and then I'm here 24-7 so some days I literally just want to give him his dinner you know go in the common area and watch Married at First Sight and pretend that I don't have a kid (laughs) yes yes but how common is it during this time that there's been maybe like some guilt with time the quality time being spent with kids and stuff during during this quarantine period for you as a mom coach so common I'm afraid I'm gonna like break your listeners ears because I just want to yell like so common I mean I hear this all the time and what usually follows on the heels of this is not just I feel guilty but I feel like I'm failing as a mom I feel like a failure as a mom because I don't want to be around my kids Um, (laughs) I just yeah it is a real problem um, and not you know, I know you and I are in totally different places on the planet. It is a global problem. And so wherever, (laughs) yes, you know, (laughs) wherever, (laughs) wherever you are, it is a, so no matter where you are listening from, right. Oh my gosh. Right now. I want you to know that know that I have two dogs and one of them is not happy about the Amazon guy knocking on our door so that yeah no matter where you are in the world that everyone is experiencing this right now and it and what I tell my clients is is that um the good news and the bad news is that because this is so unprecedented, we're kind of having to throw the rule book out the window. Like nobody actually knows what they're doing. And this is great news because it means there are no rules to break. Um, and The bad news is there are no rules to follow or to try to follow. But what I try to explain, and this is really important, pandemic or not, is that guilt, when you're feeling guilt, like um, I feel guilty that I just want to be away from my kid. Mm-hmm. Guilt um, is a sign that your brain, your subconscious somewhere feels like you are breaking a rule, rather, whether it's real or imaginary. Mm-hmm. So somewhere, if I, for example, feel guilty because I didn't go to one of my son's t-ball games, mm-hmm. that means that in my mind somewhere, I have written a rule that a good mom goes to every t-ball game. Right. And I have to really stop and say, hold on, is that real or is that imaginary? Because if it's imaginary, if I just made it up, I can let it go. And I can mm-hmm. say, no, that's not actually true. Mm-hmm. And that helps release the guilt. And most of the time, it is a rule that we have written for ourselves. For example, mm-hmm. I sh- to be a good mom, I should want to be with my kid at the end of a day where I haven't seen him very often. But that's not true. That's not real. That's not scientific or written down anywhere or been proven. And yeah. so it's imaginary. You invented it. Um, and that helps a lot of the time 
to release that guilt, to know that you haven't actually broken a real rule, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And just to add to that as well, what I realized from speaking to another mom is when we raise our kids, we raise them with almost like, I don't want them to feel like I did when this happened when I was younger, you know? So I'm an only child, for example, my son is an only child and probably will always be an only child. Hi listeners, before we go ahead and listen to the rest of the podcast, I want to introduce you to an amazing ebook that's designed to help your child's emotional health. Co-parenting with a narcissist or a toxic parent is emotionally draining. This dynamic can have an emotional effect on our kids and can create a negative narrative in the blueprint of their lives. But thankfully, there are amazing tools out there that can change all of this. One of them being the amazingly written ebook titled How to Raise a Healthy Child When the Other Parent is a Narcissist by Sarah Picaro. This ebook has a wealth of information, activities, and other links to amazing books for kids ages 3 to 12 to help develop their emotional health. All the details to this book will be in the description of the podcast. So go ahead and purchase and make a change in your child's emotional well-being. I don't want him to, I kind of put my own feelings onto him, which right. isn't fair because he's his own individual and right. he's a lot more resilient and happy and joyful than I was as a kid. But I can't help but, I think we, sorry, as mothers, we can't help but compare what we went through and what emotions we felt com- and then put it on them which I believe is where my should come from. Like I should spend a lot of time with him. I should overcompensate because I am a working mom. You know, I should overcompensate because I'd rather watch Married at First Sight than do a puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Which we all would, by the way. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's just a theory I had um, to sort of add on to to what you were saying. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of projection that we do onto our kids. And then there's also a lot of stuff that we invent that we think they're feeling because either that's how we felt as a kid Uh or that's how we're feeling in the moment where they're not even thinking that at all. They're happy playing and you're, you're feeling guilty, but they, it, they didn't even, it didn't even occur to them. So yeah. a lot of times we assume what they're thinking and then just kind of project it even back on ourselves yeah. when none of that's even happening. Exactly. And I agree with, I, I agree with that completely because we kind of guess our kids emotions and that is where a lot of guilt comes from through a lot of mothers too, which leads me on to the other point of that you, you made of how not to lose your mind while quarantining at home with everyone. It's a bit late for me, but <laughs> I've already. <laughs> but for, yeah. for everyone else, um, what would you suggest? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I think it's a bit late for all of us, quite honestly, because like I said, again, none of us have had to do this before. None of us knew what we were doing while it was happening. We were just making up shit as we went along. You know, even myself as a coach to moms had to step back and go, okay, how do we do this? Like, how am I, how am I going to coach my moms through this? What are we going to do? And I had to try stuff myself and then just pass Mm -hmm. on um, what was working. And, you know, one of those things is obviously listen to your body. Your body's going to tell you uh, when you're stressed out, if you need a nap 
for example, that seems like mm-hmm. the simplest thing, but it's so hard to give yourself permission um, to do that. Lowering expectations. Another one of those pie in the sky, you should lower your expectations. You're like, how do I actually do that? Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, too much to get into right now, but basically just, just looking at those expectations and going, this may be realistic for normal times, but these are not normal times. Right. And then just knocking that way, way back. Um, and another thing that I find that's really helpful in these times, especially is, um, you know, a lot of us are feeling a lot of anxiety around so much. Like, are my kids falling behind in school? Are they going to get sick? Are my parents going to get sick? Mm-hmm. Um, am I going to actually lose my mind? Um, and so shortening the timeline really, really helps. Cause a lot of times we start spinning out about stuff that, um, is, has not happened yet. And when we feel anxiety, our anxiety tries to fill in the gaps of the stuff we don't know, but the bad news is, is it does a really bad job of it. So we start thinking, you know, is my kid going to be, you know, behind in school? What if they are, oh my gosh, then they get held back. Oh, then they, it goes and goes and goes. Yeah. if you can shorten the timeline and go, okay, I'm, I'm just going to handle this week. And I don't know how this is going to look next week or the next week, but for today, this is how it's going to look. And if yeah. that means, you know, that you're taking a nap or that you're ordering out again or whatever to just say, I, I don't know next week, but this is how it looks today can really, really help reduce that anxiety um, yeah. and help you get through on a day-to-day practical basis. Yeah, I I completely agree. I've recently adapted this theory called "Excuse my language, fuck this shit Thursday." So, <laughs> so, but you dropped the first f bomb because I'm yeah. coming back. But usually, I tested my podcast. Hey, so. we're all we're all awesome. Moms. Okay, we're good. all adult moms. So basically. <laughs> the ingredients or how I navigate fuck this shit Thursday is literally lowering all my expectations so if my house looks like a shit hole fuck it if I if you know I just can't actually be bothered those are another that's a favorite phrase of mine like I can't actually be bothered if you want to watch PJ Masks all day go right ahead if you don't want to do at home schooling whatever yes I'm not going to stress myself out yes it's so key. You're giving yourself your permission. You're giving yourself permission in that moment to do what the hell you need to do. And I, I do talk about this too, in regard to like, how many fucks can I actually give this week? Cause if you've, <laughs> got, if, if you've got 20 to give, you can't give them all on Monday and you can't give exactly. them all about screen times. You've got to, you've got to parse them out. So mm-hmm. yeah, we talk a lot about managing your fucks um, <laughs> in my work. <laughs> I love it. (laughs) So, yeah, definitely. It's just, you know, I'm tired of just trying to do everything right right at this moment in time. So, hence, you know, fuck this shit Thursday. It's like I put all my effort in Monday through to Wednesday, and then Thursday I wake up and I'm just like, whatever. I don't know. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I don't want to get fired because of it because I literally put it in my work as well. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. just taking it easy today. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because um, I think I may adopt um, 
fuck this shit Fridays because what yeah. I do in, in my in my schedule is I always say it's not if it's when so it's not if a kid gets sick it's when a kid gets sick it's not if the dishwasher breaks it's when the dishwasher breaks so in my work I don't make any plans if I can help it and usually I can I don't make any plans on Friday because I know that shit's going to get pushed down from Monday Tuesday Wednesday Friday will fill up um and it, I coach my moms to leave that white space in your calendar, mm-hmm. leave that white space in, because if nothing gets filled in on that day, then you have found time and you can do whatever the fuck you want with that time. Um, exactly. I, there's your nap or there's your pottery class or whatever. Yeah. So I love that. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Hi, virtual high five on that. Virtual high five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Sarah, just before we wrap this up, I want you to mention again where our listeners can find you um, and yeah, just give yourself a little standpoint so they know why. Yeah, my favorite place to engage right now is Instagram. You can follow me at Sarah Waycamp. Um, and that's where I put all the behind the scenes, all my resources. There you can apply to work with me. Um, and for being totally real, my website is down right now because it got some malware on it, which is driving me nuts. So don't go there right now. But um, I'm always on Instagram. I've been there for years. And uh, I would love it too if you wanted to also listen to to uh, my podcast, which is Unapologetic Motherhood. I think that you and I are on the same page about so many things. And I think um, our listeners would love both. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Love that. Sarah, once again, thank you so much for joining the podcast. I've had such a laugh. It's been really good. So thank you <laughs> once again. Thank you so much, Melissa, for having me. Take Thank you for joining this week's episode. Please feel free to subscribe. You can also leave a comment. I would love to hear what your points of views are. You can also follow me on Instagram at Mummy Warriors. And you can also have a chance to be a guest on the show by visiting my website, www.themummywarriors.com. All details will be at the bottom of the podcast. Look forward to seeing you next week.